Welcome to the Daily Ding. It's Thursday morning. We've got all your NBA action from the Wednesday night covered. I'm Zach Harper. We've got Big Waz, Rob Lopez on the ones and twos. Coming up on the show, we have a finals rematch, Waz, a big-time NBA finals rematch. Uh, we have Paul George going crazy in Brooklyn, and the Minnesota Timberwolves might quite, might quite possibly be good at this point. But first, Waz, I, we can just revisit this thing. Would you trade Ben Simmons for Kawhi Leonard? I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, you got the player control for the next seven years of Scotty. Of course not. I wouldn't trade. Of course I would, man. Give me Kawhi, goddamn Leonard. What's wrong with these people? Raptors 113, Sixers 102 in our game of the night. The Sixers have not won in Toronto in six years, according to the broadcast. Raptors dominated the fourth quarter. You got Kawhi Leonard, my guy Kawhi Leonard. 36 points, nine rebounds, five steals. Jonas Valanciunas with 26 off the bench. Kyle Lowry didn't even have a good game. He was two of eight from the field, four assists, but Serge Ibaka made up for that with some 18 points. Uh, they combated Jimmy Butler, who had a big game with 38 and 10. J.J. Redick had 25 points. Uh, your guy Ben Simmons, eight points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds. It's almost a triple-double. That was pretty close. It's a Ben Simmons game. He, like we say all the time, he's a 6'9", Rajon Rondo. A uh, couple of things I found to be interesting in this game – one, Jonas Valanciunas doing his best Aaron Baines impression against Joel Embiid, yeah. which, you know, sounds stupid because he gets paid like a high-end quality starter. But, like, at the end of the day in the playoffs, like, um, that's what they're going to need out of him. If he's going to get on the floor against elite opponents, he has to actually do something elite. <laughs> he's got to be physical. He's got to be a presence on offense. Right. Like, he's got to get in JoJo's head. He did all yeah. that stuff tonight. And so, you know, that was cool to see. And the other thing that was cool to see is, like, there's times when I'm watching the Raptors and it seems like they're playing in cruise control, right? And then they have just, like, these crazy spurts and they just blow teams out. And it's, like, even a team like the Sixers, who are really freaking good, right? Like, these guys aren't any slouches. And they just turned the screws to these dudes defensively, particularly. And, man, it was just amazing to watch. And I like on offense, man, they got their – Obviously, Kawhi is one of the best ISO players that we got in the league, but they do a lot of their continuity. People are all constantly moving. The ball's constantly being whipped around. Like, it's a well-oiled machine so far, man, and I think they're only getting better. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think too, like, you see them do a lot of stuff with Danny Green in the pick and roll, Danny Green relocating on a lot of stuff. Uh, Still makes tonight. me nervous. Still makes me nervous watching Still makes you nervous. dribble the basketball. Sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, you need direct sight lines on those on those dribbles. You're not asking him to do too much, but you get some direct sight lines. It can work out a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I just I love the way they're attacking. And, and it's not like Philly had a bad night, right? Like Jimmy Butler went off. He had 38 and 10. Like, all right, Ben Simmons was okay. Like he wasn't a presence scoring the ball, but – uh, but JJ Redick was good. They, they shut down Joel Embiid though. 10 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. You can't take a ton out of plus minus, but he was minus 23 on the night. Like when do you ever see Joel Embiid minus 23 in a game? Never. He's their best player by far. I mean, not by yeah. far. Not that they have Jimmy Butler. That's not true, but you know, he's their best player and usually he's the reason that they're beating teams. I hope they didn't wear themselves out because you know who they got this weekend. Uh, who? Uh, the Nets? No, they got the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, sick. The, you know, the undefeated against the Raptors this year, Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, the second best team in the East? Okay. Uh, cool. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, all I know is they haven't lost against the Raptors. That's all I know. Okay. So we got, that's a tough week though, man. They had, they had the Nuggets, they had the Warriors, had the, uh, had the Sixers tonight. They got the Bucks coming up. Like this is a real test for them. 
Uh, you know, it's you, they just oh, happen to be in that. It's not a big deal. We're gonna pretend. I mean, you know, the the Raptors. Look, people were talking about the schedule. The schedule. I mean, they they're playing the teams in front of them, and they're mainly kicking their asses. You know, the other night they had a hiccup against Denver, but I think they're fine, man. Yeah, no, I mean they they look they still look really good. The other game of the night, Thunder one fourteen, Nets one twelve. The Nets led by twenty three at one point in this game, and then the largest comeback in OKC Thunder history happened. Paul George twenty five points. That's just in the fourth quarter. Finished with forty seven overall. Hit the game winning three with three seconds left. Forty seven points, fifteen rebounds, four assists. That's the most in Barclays Center history. Most fourth quarter points by any player in OKC Thunder history, not including Seattle. Russell Westbrook, just, you know, a little triple-double of 21 points, 17 assists, 15 rebounds, past Jason Kidd for third all-time. Uh, the Nets tried to put up a fight, and they did a really good job for a lot of this. Spencer Dinwiddie had 17, Alan Crabb had 22, but, man, Paul George was stupid hot in this game. Yeah, I think he came back to OKC so that he could be the Prince of the Prairie, where Russell Westbrook is the king. And, you know, nights like this, I'm sure he feels pretty good about it, right? Like, he doesn't have to carry the offense every single night. And, when, yeah. you know, when he's feeling it against a team like the Nets, who are kind of depleted right now, um, he can have nights like tonight. Yeah, and there, there was even a point where, like, even – he he was hot at this point, and he misses a three, but somehow gets the offensive rebound and ends up with a three-point play on an and one. Like, he just couldn't he couldn't yeah. find ways to not score. Like, he was just all over the place. My favorite moment, though, not the three, not any of the big shots he hit, is that he's hot. Like, he scored a bunch of points in a row, and they come down, and Russell Westbrook takes, takes a heat check for him. Russell Westbrook yeah. all of a sudden like, takes his three. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Give him the ball. Of course. Of course, the, 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 your best teammate is having one of his best, obviously his best night of the season. One of the and best quarters you come in down franchise history. History. <laughs> and you come down and take one of the worst shots that you could possibly take because you suck at threes. But, yeah. you know, such is life. But hey, a win's a win, right? Yep. All right, everybody. Wednesday night is over, which means the FanDuel back-to-back Wednesday challenge is done. But don't fret. Tuesday night, you get to sign up for it again. All you do is go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. You sign up. You deposit $5 into your account. FanDuel is then going to give you a bonus $5 in your account. You get to play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday night. Fill out your roster. Beat all the listeners. If you win this contest, you get to join us on the mailbag on Friday. So go ahead. Go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's B, the number two, B again. Sign up, deposit, get money, play with us. All right, let's get to the news of Wednesday. It'll carry you into Thursday. Kevin Durant said the Lakers might not have help for LeBron because media scrutiny around LeBron is kind of toxic. <laughs> and so I do think there's something to this. I, you know, we saw with Paul George yeah. at a big night where he, he wanted to be a Laker. He was going to be a Laker. Then all of a sudden he's not a Laker anymore, right? He's a Thunder. And then he gets to – or I guess he's a weather. I don't really like calling him a Thunder. He's a weather now, and he sticks with being a weather, and he gets to, you know – kind of be in a smaller spotlight with a big star next to him, and he gets to kind of just fill the gaps here and there. And not, you know, this big spotlight isn't for everybody was. And so should we read into these comments by KD? Is it KD just talking again? Is there validity to it? There, it, this, I really sat and thought about it, and I was like, when's the, like, has there been a time that LeBron stunk it up and he didn't get shit for it, right? I'm like, when's the last time 
LeBron played in a playoff series that he wasn't excellent in. Like, and yeah, I, I mean, was thinking, of, I'm like, it's, it's Dallas. Dallas. Right? Yeah, that was seven years ago. Like, what are you, like, are people supposed to slam him in losses that he's excellent in? Conversely, when was the last time people were excellent as LeBron's teammates and they got killed for it? I, like, I don't, like, it's this weird argument that people make, like, oh, you get all the blame if they lose. But no, you get blamed if you stink. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. So I you don't play well. People notice. So I, I think there's been some ideas of like, hey, maybe, uh, you know, maybe KD will join LeBron in L.A. Does this make you do these comments make you think, oh, there's no way that's happening? Uh, sure. Absolutely. Um, especially the way and especially KD, a guy who's proven to not be good at taking criticism. Yeah. <laughs> right? If he's saying that's the number one drawback from potentially joining a LeBron team for any player, then it's obvious he's saying, y'all know how I feel about criticism. I would never put myself in that situation. And I think we look at someone like Kawhi, you know, doesn't look like he needs the big spotlight or craves the big spotlight at all. You could see him saying, like, no, that's not for me. Right? You look at uh, – I don't think – But Paul George, I think – I think Paul George was at first – the bride, you know, the bell of the ball for the Lakers. Yeah. They were really excited about getting him. Then when they heard they could get LeBron, they started treating him like maybe a bridesmaid, maybe a side piece, and he wasn't feeling that. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think that was like media scrutiny. It's just like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, you guys were sweating me before. Magic getting fines for tampering behind wanting to bring me in, and now I'm chopped liver because you guys can get LeBron? That I'm staying in the prairie. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I do think like you look at someone like Clay Thompson, is he going to leave that, that dynasty in Golden State to go to the Warriors? Probably not. Is, is Kyrie Irving going to reunite? Not for maybe, the, yeah. not similar money. Yeah, maybe. Is Kyrie going to go reunite with LeBron? Probably not. Like I can't imagine that happens. Is Jimmy Butler going to end up in LA? Yeah, maybe. I could see that. He doesn't seem like someone who cares about media scrutiny, but I do think this is a thing and I, I do think there's some validity to it. It's just that for whatever reason, because of the reputation he's built up, when KD says it, we just kind of roll our eyes. You know, I never thought about Kyrie going to LA, but that would be a pretty cool team. <laughs> it would be, right? You trade, you trade, uh, you, you bring in a, a upgraded Kevin Love when you trade all those young guys for Anthony Davis. You got Anthony <laughs> Davis, got Kyrie, you got LeBron. Like, that's not a bad trio. It's a fun team. <laughs> a really fun team. Um, well, as I hate to do this for you, but there's, there's, there's chaos. There's turmoil in Toronto. No. No. Oh, no, there is, man. Masai Ujiri had to come out and say there's no acrimony between him and Kyle Lowry, who was upset about the DeMar DeRozan, DeRozan trade over the summer. Lowry said he felt betrayed by the deal, and this is what Masai Ujiri said. He said, I understand what happened with DeMar. There are two things in this business that are tough. When a player leaves and Kawhi left, and then when a player gets traded. Those two things are tough. In our position, we have to do them. We have to deal with them. And in a trade, it's tough to communicate with players in that manner. We have to communicate with agents and can't go and say, oh, you're going to get traded. Lowry said. How would you define your relationship with Masai Ujiri right now? Uh, he's, the, he's the president of basketball operations. And that's it. For me, it's, I go in here and do my job. That's an answer that leaves a lot of room for interpretation. He does his job, I do my job, right? That's what you do. That's where you guys stand. That's where we stand. First of all, I I understand I understand that these guys are human beings, but like honestly, the professional thing to do here in Cal Lowry's case is to take the emotion and the sentimentality out and understand that like, yo, yeah, he's the boss. 
right? <laughs> He's the guy who runs the team. I'm essentially an employee here. That's our relationship. You know, um, the idea that they should be buddy, buddy and sending each other Valentine's Day cards is laughable to me. Yes. I mean, they do just kind of have to do their job. I, I do think that this is stuff that could have issues in negotiations later on when they're, when they're trying to come to an agreement on the next deal. But as for now, it's not like it's going to break up the Raptors. It's not like it's going to ruin their season. They seem to be having a pretty good job, a pretty good time winning all these games. Also, let's, let's relax a bit. This is Kyle Lowry and the Toronto Raptors. This ain't Dirk and Dallas. Let's calm down a bit, right? Like, it's okay. <laughs> Everybody, tickets are running out for our live show in Boston, which is happening Saturday, March 2nd at the Middle East in Boston. Tickets are on sale to the general public. VIP completely sold out. You can probably go to our Discord, which you can get access through through patreon.com slash count the dings. You become a Patreon of the podcast. You can go to the Discord. Maybe you can get one of those on the secondary market through the Discord. But general admission is still available. You can get your tickets now. Just go to the Count the Dings Twitter account. Go to Jade Hoy's Twitter account. You got ticket links right up there. And uh March 2nd, Middle East in Boston. You don't want to miss this one. The whole crew is going to be there. All right, let's get to the rest of the games from Wednesday night. Grizzlies 96, Clippers 86. Two of the best teams in the West went at it, and the Grizzlies just choked them out. Mike Conley, 22.7 rebounds, four assists. Mark Gasol went just one of 13 from the field. Tobias Harris went just two of 13 from the field. Boban had 19 off the bench. Jamichael Green had 19 off the bench. Joakim Noah made his debut. Nobody cares. Clippers shot 33%. Uh, just an ugly game, which is exactly how the Grizzlies like it. Pelicans 132. Dallas Mavericks 106. Julius Randle 27 points, 18 rebounds. Anthony Davis 27 points, 9 assists, 5 blocks, 4 rebounds. 124 of the 132 points from the Pelicans in this game were either a 3-pointer, in the paint, or at the free throw line. That is Alvin Gentry basketball to a T. They Blew out the Mavericks. Uh, Luka Doncic had eight points. Harrison Barnes had 16, but the Mavericks just couldn't put up a fight. And then Waz, finals rematch from last year. Warriors 129, Cavs 105. Steph Curry, I think he feels like he's back. Uh, 42 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, hit nine threes in this game. Kevin Durant had 25, 10, and nine. Uh, Colin Sexton had 21 points. Tristan Thompson had a nice game with 14 points, 19 rebounds, getting that trade value all the way up. But the Warriors made 18 threes in this game. Was it looks like Steph Curry's going to be okay? Yeah, apparently Steph Curry's still good at shooting threes. He still has court vision. Uh, he's still an underrated rebounder from the guard position. And the East uh, still goes through Cleveland. Still goes to Cleveland. They haven't been knocked <laughs> off yet. So you still got to, you know, pack your tickets for Cleveland. That's that's going to be the Eastern Conference matchup right there. Uh, another fun game tonight. Nuggets 124, Magic 118 in overtime. 31 points for Jamal Murray. Nikola Jokic had 12 points, 13 assists, 8 rebounds. Uh, but the Magic just... They were terrible down the stretch of this game. They rushed so many shots. They rushed all their execution, um, just could not crack the Denver defense because they didn't really give themselves a chance to, other than a game-time three-pointer that sent it into overtime by Terrence Ross. Excellent execution on that play. Evan Fournier had 26 points before fouling out and getting ejected for yelling at the refs. And uh, Nick Vucevic, 24 points, 15 rebounds, 4 assists, 20 made threes for the Magic. And a very clean game. Only 20 turnovers combined in this game, but the Nuggets just too much. They keep winning. Are we buying the Nuggets as the second best team in the West? I'm not. It, in December, sure. In April, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> 
Wizards 131, Hawks 117, no John Wall in this game, and everybody ate for the Wizards. John Wall having a kid, so he's out for personal reasons. Bradley Beal, 36 points, 9 assists. Otto Porter had 20 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. Thomas Bryant got the start. He had 16 and 9, hit a three-pointer. Uh, the Hawks, John Collins had 26 and 14. The Hawks have no meaning or purpose at this point in this season. I've, we gotta stop paying attention to their games unless Trey Young goes nuts. Uh, but for this, some reason, for some reason, I read that note as John Wall making a kid as the reason why he wasn't at the game today. Well, you know, I don't know what he did after the, after the birth. You never know. Uh, this was supposed to be a good showdown. Bucks Pistons, but Bucks 115, Pistons 92. Just another blowout victory for the Milwaukee Bucks, best team in the East. Chris Middleton, late scratch for personal reasons. There's some weird stuff going on with him and Mike Budenholzer that I don't fully understand that we may get uh, an open eye to pretty soon. But Eric Bledsoe filled in 27 points, four assists, four steals. Giannis, not a big game 15 points eight rebounds five assists bucks turned it over 16 times in this game but only gave up four points off those turnovers pistons just could not do anything to help blake griffin 31 points for him but no one else really had any kind of an impact big time comeback for the wolves uh once again they they're down double digits in this game 121 104 they win they are now nine and three since the jimmy butler trade dominated the fourth quarter 35 to 18 carl anthony towns played some of the best defense i've ever seen him play granted it's against the hornets but that is a good a good defense carl anthony towns finished with 32 points 12 rebounds six blocks which tied a career high andrew wiggins was a monster in this game with 26 points six rebounds five assists had a monster tip dunk that posterized not only cody zeller but his own teammate taj Gibson. So you got to watch out. Jeff T got 18 assists. Uh, no one on the Hornets really had a good game. Kemba just 15 points on 16 shots. And then the Lakers 121, Spurs 113. Brandon Ingram left early in this game, so some guy named LeBron James got a chance to do a little bit more. Was he finished with just a little, you know, 42 point game, and he's not even a scorer. Right, I hate that trope when he uses that because he's clearly one of the greatest scorers it's, of all time. By efficiency, by ever. volume, by every single scoring metric, he's one of the greatest ever. Like, top five easily. So this whole, yo, man, and, and to be not even a scorer, it's just crazy. You know, oh, you know, I'm just a kid from Akron who doesn't even like to score. It's just, all right, LeBron, we get it, man. You like to pass, too. We get it. But, uh, you know, what I took away from this game that was interesting, not even interesting so much, is like Brandon Ingram leaves the game, and the Lakers' offense, as far as whenever LeBron is on the court, looks kind of seamless. <laughs> yeah. I right? mean, you know, Ingram's been really good when LeBron's not on the floor, but them sharing the court together, Ingram just doesn't have any rhythm. Everybody's been banging that drum all season, but you see it in stark um, contrast today. And granted, San Antonio's like the 30th ranked defense in defense. That's so bad, man. Efficiency this year. And you can tell that LeBron, whenever he saw either LMA or some of the white boy backups whose name were escaping. Jakob Pertle. Oh, the boy from Toronto. Jakob Pertle. Uh, when, when his eyes were just lighting up and, you know, even late when he's, when he's working the post up, when he's, when he's attacking the basket off of transition, uh, like when he's putting pressure on the defense and, and he's collapsing people and he's finding guys in the corner who's whipping it to Josh Hart for open trades. Like, you know, the offense looks like something. Yeah, it does. And, and Amin and I talked about this on NBA radio today. of just like, we were kind of arguing of like, 
look, this Spurs team is not good. Yeah, they're in the mix because 14 teams in the West are in the mix, but they got to do – like I would start selling off parts left and right. Start the rebuild. I know Pop is at the end of his tenure, but they got to start something soon. They can't just hold on and hope to win 42 games and sneak into the playoffs. Bryn Forbes. Yeah, that's a that's a player to build around. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's they, what they're gonna be left with. But it was clear that they should have started a rebuild once Kawhi demanded a trade, right? But instead of going out and getting young pieces, future assets, they decided that, that win now was the was the way to go. And you know, maybe as an organization, they they you know they felt an obligation to pop for all he's done to get, you know give him a team that can compete before he. Decide well, not compete could be competitive uh, before he decides to hang it up. But I think that they're going to regret that decision in the long run. All right, let's go to the line of the night to finish this out. Uh, we got a few candidates here: Paul George, forty-seven and fifteen, plus the game winner versus Brooklyn. Carl Anthony Towns, thirty-two, twelve, and six blocks. Uh, Russell Westbrook with another triple double, twenty-one, seventeen, and fifteen. Steph Curry, forty-two and nine. Your guy LeBron James with forty-two, six and five. Where are you going, Waz? This is going to surprise Daily Ding listeners, man, but I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> oh, okay. So, somehow somehow the guy that didn't go to San Diego State is all of a sudden the biggest Kawhi fan in the world. Because, uh, again, like, he's delivering a lot of these fantastic performances. Like, we saw what he did against Golden State. We saw what he's done to Boston this season. We see what he's doing to Philly. Like, um, he's having these incredible, these incredible games, but there's times where he looks winded. Right? And to me, he, to, to me, it doesn't look like he's all the way back yet as far as conditioning is concerned. So he's able to get to this level while not even having his conditioning down pat. It's impressive. I'm sorry. He's going to be a killer in May when they lose the Bucks. Uh, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Paul George. I had the most fun watching Paul George tonight go off. 25 points in the fourth quarter, 47 points, 15 rebounds overall. Plus, he got a game winner, and that, you know, that only happens in Gatorade commercials for him. Ball game. <laughs> Be sure to check out all the back-to-back shows, including Basketball Buds from Tuesday. That was a good one. We got Nerd She Wrote coming up today on Thursday. Uh, BOMM has its own feed, so go subscribe, rate, review. And we got a very special Woke Bros coming up, Was. Yeah, man, we talked to Alex Spiro, attorney to the stars, man. He got Tabo Cephalosha paid from the NYPD for breaking his goddamn leg for no reason. Uh, he's represented JR, Matt Barnes, Bobby Schmurda, uh, a little birdie, a little birdie told me that he might have been contacted by the people, um, around Takashi69. This guy has, you know, tried some very high profile cases and we talked to him about just general police conduct and, uh, you know, how they get busy in the NYPD. So you want to check that out by going to the BOMM feed and subscribing, rate and review, download all those episodes. Uh, also do the same for back to back for Kian Fahey's NFL Pop Interceptable and the House of Strauss. That's going to do it for us. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll be back at you on Friday to take you into the weekend and as Black Trey would say, ding ding.